It's fall, and that means trick-or-treat time, and that can be scary for families of kiddos with food allergies. But on this episode, we discuss ways to make it less scary with trick-or-treat tips that can help all families have a safe and fun night, and also how families with and without food allergies can make this festive evening even more fun for kiddos who do have food allergies. Let's go. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hello, and welcome to the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Alice Hoyt, joined by my amazing co-host, Ms. Pam Lestage. Hey, Pam. Hey, Alice. How are you? I am better than I deserve, um, to quote the words of a fantastic dude. Um, And I am excited to tell you that I am recording from the Hoyt Institutes of Allergy. That's so exciting. I wish I could be there. Oh, so fun. Um, And I know we will do a show about that later on um, in the season, which will be amazing. But yeah, I'm here. Um, It's it's, it's really awesome. It's gonna be fantastic for patients. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Maybe we can record your episode together at the Hoyt Institute. (gasps) Wouldn't that be great? Um, hashtag dream come true. I don't think people still say like hashtag film blank. I think that was like three years ago, but, um, we're old, (laughs) but today we're talking about hashtag teal pumpkin. (laughs) Yes, we are. It's going to be such a good episode because when you and I were trying to decide what we wanted to talk about in October, we decided on the till pumpkin because it's such a great idea for families with food allergies to be able to trick or treat and get some non-food items. And when we were talking about the episode, we decided to, you know, give some good tricks and tips on how to trick or treat with a child with food allergies, but mainly focus on how we can get families without food allergies involved in this really fun idea because it's all about community, right? Like we want to be able to show kids that have food allergies, that they don't have to stop doing what they love because of a food. You can still safely trick or treat with a food allergy, it can still be so much fun. And if we have the community involved in some way, it can just be an all around fun time for everybody. And it teaches them a little bit about food allergies and why it's important to include everybody. So I'm excited about talking about this today. No, absolutely. And let's go ahead and define for our listeners what teal pumpkin is. And I know you did a little bit of digging before our show to really figure out where did this come from? So yeah. what is it? where did it come from, Pam? So a mom in 2012 has a child. Well, she has a child with food allergies, but back then he was a little guy and she wanted him to be able to go trick or treat with his brother and not have to worry about the different types of foods and candies that he was going to get. And so she kind of invented this whole till pumpkin phenomenon. She said that she went out and she's from Tennessee. She said that she went out and just bought a pumpkin, spray painted it 
teal because teal is the color of food allergy awareness and set it out on her porch, told her community about it. They had an allergy, uh, a community allergy group, told all of them and they all did the same and sort of the teal pumpkin phenomenon became a thing. And a few years later, FAIR, which is Food Allergy Research and Education, one of the largest nonprofits um, that supports food allergy families. Yeah. So they picked it up and kind of, I guess, I don't know, kind of embraced it. And Mm -hmm. now they have, you can go on their website and you can actually register your house on their website. And so when you go to their website, you pull up this map of every household that has registered their till pumpkin. So if you're trick-or-treating somewhere, you can say, oh, well, this neighborhood right here has 10 houses that are, you know, teal pumpkin and non-food treats. Let's go there. So it's just such a really neat idea. And I think it's such a fun way to just include everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's really nice about teal pumpkin too, is you, you can still do for, for, for non-teal pumpkin, you can still have trick-or-treat like traditional trick-or-treat yeah, with, for sure. with all your yummy candies. But then there's also going to be a teal pumpkin at your house. If you're embracing the, the teal pumpkin concept so that kids who have food allergies, kids who have celiac disease, um, or, or maybe kids that are really just not as into candy. Um, mm-hmm. maybe they're more into crayons or bubbles. Um, I think this is a really nice way to provide an alternative to candy. And I don't talk about my degree in nutrition all that much on this show, but my undergraduate degree is in nutrition actually. And I I see a lot of benefit to continuing traditions that include candy, but also having new approaches to them so that we can include more kiddos. I mean, I'm thinking about kiddos who also have diabetes, mm-hmm. um, different types of diabetes and and really just giving a little bit more freedom to these families so that families can still enjoy this, this tradition that we have of, of dressing up and mm-hmm. going to our, our neighbor's houses and, 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 you know, getting a little treat. Um, and it can still be done economically, which we're going to talk about when we talk about later in this episode, how to actually do a teal pumpkin, um, especially if you're not familiar with this concept. Mm-hmm. But I think before we get into that, Pam, I know that that y'all have been doing trick or treat for a long time with your kids. And I wanted to talk about some some strategies that you guys have used that are definitely applicable to families of kiddos who don't have food allergy to really stay safe when you're trick or treating. Absolutely. So we started trick or treating with our daughter who has a food allergy fairly early on. Um we have we live in a community where all of our relatives live for the most part so my parents are here my in-laws are here all of most of their cousins my kids cousins are here so when she was little bitty and she was just not really into trick or treating because it was a little bit scary and we just really weren't you know ready to walk up to people's houses we just went to families houses so my advice just to any parent is you know wait for your child to let you know when they're ready to go out trick-or-treating because trick-or-treating can sometimes be a little scare, uh, a little bit scary. So we waited and I was looking back at pictures and it looked like she was about three when we actually started letting her go with her cousins to 
people's houses. And we stayed in neighborhoods that we knew. So we always stayed in my parents' neighborhoods and my in-laws' neighborhoods and in their cousins' neighborhoods. We don't live in a neighborhood. So that's why we didn't trick or treat there. But what we told her first and foremost at three years old was, you do not eat any candy until mommy and daddy look at the candy. And you and I were talking off air that that's just kind of a good rule of thumb for anybody, you know, don't eat candy, don't eat food unless you know where it comes from, or unless you kind of make sure that it's safe for you, that it's good quality, all of the things. It's just kind of a good life lesson as an adult as well. It's not just a kid lesson. And the only way for kids to do that is to have their parents supervise what it is. And I think that's a a beautiful rule. You do not eat anything until mama or papa have approved it. Hi there. This is Alexis from the Hoyt Institute of Food Allergy. Did you know that the Institute is the official sponsor of the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast? And did you also know that you are now able to connect with Dr. Hoyt directly? That's right. We are now offering Food Allergy Office Hours for Parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. And what we also would do, because in case some of the kids that they were trick-or-treating with were eating some of the candy, we just had kind of like our own stash so that if she wanted to kind of feel included, we just would hand her the, the popsicle or not the popsicle, the lollipop that we had in our pocket. And that's what she would snack on and everything else stayed in her bag until we got home. So once we got home and we still do this to this day, she is 12 years old, you know, she's a preteen now. So she kind of sits back with her girlfriends and watches the other kids do it. But, you know, of course they're still getting some candy. (laughs) What we do now and what we did then is when we get home, we sort through all the candy. And for me, this was important because I needed her to know what non-safe candy look like for her. That's a great lesson. Yeah. I needed her to know what a Reese's wrapper looked like or what, because she has a peanut allergy or what a Snickers bar look like. I needed her to see that so that if anyone ever handed her that candy, you know, at three years old, she would know, oh no, no, no. Mommy said, I can't have that. You know, at three, you can't read yet. So visually she needed to know. So we've always sorted through the candy. And then what we do is that we pick out all of the non-safe candy. We put it in a little baggie and we send it off somewhere else. So either the cousins get it or the husband's office staff gets it. <laughs> Somebody gets it. And this non-safe meaning non-safe for, for her. Us, for us. So right. non-safe Not for us like is anything with opened peanuts. up or looks sketchy. No, you don't give that to. goes in the trash. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I think that's, that's such a neat concept that, you know, so nothing's going to waste. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with the candy. It's just nothing that it's just not what your family eats. And so you're able to give it to other people that, that will eat it. Right. My advice, I am not an allergist. I am not your parent. (laughs) (laughs) It's just because what we do is that we just, we just kind of use our common sense, right? We decide what is safe for us. If it doesn't feel safe, then it doesn't feel safe. And we're okay with that. I always have extra candy 
just in case the bag is a no-go for us and we need to just give it to somebody else that can have it. We have our own candy. The great thing about my kids is that they're really only excited about the candy that one night and then they're kind of over it. I put it in a Ziploc. Sometimes they go through it. Sometimes they don't, you know, so it's not a big deal for us, but which brings me then to another quick tip is that if you're just not okay with your child digging through candy, but you still want them to trick or treat, no one in your community has been doing a teal pumpkin. So their only option is, you know, all of this candy that you're just not comfortable with them having come home and trade it out with them, you know, have a safe alternative for them and make it special, you know, trade it out for them and do something else with that candy. You know, we have a friend who is a pediatric dentist who his office after Halloween, they do like a candy trade out. So you can bring in the candy and they give you a prize, which I think is so fun. So, you know, look inside your community and see who else could possibly use this candy that you're not going to eat yourself so that it just doesn't go to waste. But again, the bottom line is that you're still having fun. Um, so I love those strategies. Yeah. That's just really what we do. It's very simple. It's just very common sense. It's just about educating your child. What are safe rules for your family and making sure that they follow them. And as Mm -hmm. they grow up, they will continue to follow them. It's just second nature to them to, to do all of those things. I love it. And, and now, so we've talked about these strategies that you guys have used that are fantastic, that I think are so applicable, whether your kiddo has food allergy or not. I mean, just, just staying safe. Right. Right. Um, let's talk about how you can do teal pumpkin. So we talked about how you can safely trick or treat. Now let's talk about how you can, um, how your family can have a a teal pumpkin option for trick or treaters Mm -hmm. to come to you. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about this because I think it's, you know, we were working on an infographic and we'll have that available um, in the show notes or on our website. And it's it's really a simple way to to really get the community involved in a very easy and fun way. Yeah, just say. to be inclusive to everybody and, and anybody really. And just an example of how my family does it, my mom always has two candy, I guess like buckets. She has like big buckets. And so one of them is filled with candy. And then she has the other one that she has bought like a teal, like bucket situation. And she always has glow sticks and glow bracelets and just kind of like the little glow things. And so you always know when they've been to my parents' house because oh, it's all fun. the kids. Yeah. It's all the kids that are walking around with little glow sticks, which by the way, is kind of a safety thing too. Right. Because then you see the kid walking, you're like, Oh, that's my kid. He has a glow stick on. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, That's gosh. what they do, you know, and the kids, mm-hmm. and she lets the kids pick, you know, do you want candy or do you want a glow stick? You know, sometimes by the end of the night when they still have tons of things, they will just kind of give it all away, but that's a really easy way to just have those two options. And that's really all we're saying, you know, you can still have your candy, but just have an alternative as well. Right. And so the, the supplies, I mean, you're, it sounds like the way your mom's doing it. It's, it's not, it's not complicated, you know, and it can certainly be done in a very budget friendly manner. What you need is you need a a teal pumpkin outside your house so that Mm -hmm. people know there's teal pumpkin here. Um, I, Pam and I, before we came on, we were looking at some other food allergy groups 
and kids with food allergies um, is also em- embracing the teal pumpkin season. They have a, a tealoween kit that, <laughs> that you can download that has a little poster that you can put outside your house if you want. Super easy. You have a teal pumpkin outside or something teal saying, hey, look, you know, we have food allergy friendly options, non-food options specifically. You can go onto FAIR's website and and put your house on there if you want to, um, Mm -hmm. or just let your community know. But so you have the teal pumpkin outside and then inside with you, I love the way your mom does it. She has, you know, two buckets and, Mm -hmm. and the nice thing about it being a non-food treat. And that's really what teal pumpkin is, is a non-food treat is that you don't have to try to figure out, Oh, is this, is this lollipop free of the top eight? Oh, wait, no top nine allergens. You don't figure any of that out because it's, not a food item. Right. Um, and so some really fun goodies you can put in there, crayons, y'all love glow sticks. My daughter loves bubbles. Mm-hmm. So having little individual bubbles, um, fun little bracelets. And again, fairfoodallergy.org has, has lots of ideas. Um, and we'll put some links in the show notes on our website. Um, to, to all of this and, and some economical ways to do this is say you just want to, you just want to have a few options. You just want to get, get a box of crayons, um, a big box, and then put three together, tie it with some little string or ribbon or whatever you have, or even just tape them together. And then, so then kids can pick out and they're like, Oh, awesome. I got three crayons. When you're speaking about economical, it's also, you know, you could go get some stickers, like a sticker book and just cut out Mm -hmm. a little notepad of stickers and Mm -hmm. put those in there. Little kids love stickers. Even big kids love stickers. Yeah. I think the dollar store has sticker books. Yeah. And there's, Um, you know, websites where you can go like Oriental trading, where you can buy big bulk things mm -hmm. that are because you're buying them in bulk. It's a little cheaper to get that way. So there are so, so many ways to get economical non-food items. And back to when you were saying about decorating the pumpkin and making sure you have a teal pumpkin outside, I was thinking today about, or maybe you and I were talking about it. If you can't find a teal pumpkin, just go to your pumpkin patch and spray a teal pumpkin with Mm -hmm. some teal spray paint, or you can go online. I was online earlier and just type in teal pumpkin and all of these little posters and things will pop up and you can just cut them out, put them on some construction paper, put them on a little um, stick and just stick it in your ground in front of your house so that people just know. The idea is that you want people to walk up to your house because this has happened to us to walk up to your house and say, oh my goodness, there's a teal pumpkin here because Mm -hmm. I guarantee you that most people with food allergies know what a teal pumpkin is and Mm -hmm. what that means for them. Yeah. And, and it makes families feel so good. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's just nice. And, and ultimately when kiddos are trick-or-treating and, and you're offering like, here's some treats, you know, for, for your neighborhood kids. I mean, that's what you're trying to do. Most families, they, they just want to bless the the kids in their neighborhood. They yeah. want to do it with having treats, having candy, having for food allergy families, families of kiddos with celiac, um, other kiddos who, who follow certain diets, having these sorts of alternative, I hate to use that word alternative, but, um, (laughs) additional, there we go. Additional, um, opportunities for participation is just, it's really a nice thing. And so if, if you're listening to our podcast and you don't have a kiddo with food allergy, I want you to know that you can do this for, for not a lot of money. And some, in some instances it's going to be cheaper because sometimes that candy gets expensive. Oh yeah. And then you end up with a lot of extra candy and 
sometimes it's the things that you don't really like that you end up with a lot. Of extra. <laughs> um, so if you do order in bulk, you know, stickers don't go bad. And there are no, definitely other right. situations later in the year, Valentine's day, um, things like that, where, where you'll be able to, to share the goodies that, that you've invested in. Um, and so how can you get your community on board with teal pumpkin? What are your thoughts, Pam? I think first of all, you clearly have to get the word out there, right? Like you can't just pretend everyone's going to know. And again, unless you're a food allergy family, you don't really know about the teal pumpkin. So my idea when I was thinking about this is if you live in a neighborhood, especially larger neighborhoods, a lot of times you have like a community page. So Mm -hmm talk to whoever's in charge of that community page and put it up there. And maybe on a Saturday, you can get all of the kiddos involved and you can have, you know, teal pumpkin decorating, or if there's a pumpkin Mm -hmm. patch and and your school is going to the pumpkin patch or your daycare, or even your neighborhood friends, pick out a pumpkin and then come home or, or go back to school and decorate it with teal pumpkin. I was also thinking that we could reach out to the school. So maybe talk to the school nurse or just talk to even just your own class, because I know for my elementary age child, they like the week prior to Halloween, they're decorating pumpkins. My son has like a pumpkin pageant where they have to decorate a pumpkin and they put it on a table and then the teachers come around and they, uh, yeah, it's really, it's a lot of fun and they judge, you know, the, the pumpkins and they get prizes, you know? And so how fun would it be if you can have some sort of lesson Mm. about what the teal pumpkin is and maybe challenge your class to decorate their best teal pumpkin, you know, like how cool is that? And then the kids are going home and telling their parents and then their parents are wanting to find out about it. So definitely getting it on a community page, reaching out to the school. And then I live in a small community and I know if I went up to city hall and spoke to the mayor and said, Hey, is there anything that we can do? I know that she would be on board, you know, with saying, sure, what can we do to help? How can we get the word out there? And it's just a matter of asking. If you don't ask, you never know. And so in today's world of social media, I think just putting it out there, letting the Mm -hmm. community know, Hey, I'm in such and such neighborhood. I have a teal pumpkin. We would love for you to bring your child with food allergies or any child that doesn't want candy. You don't necessarily have to put your house number on there. If you're not comfortable with that, but just let them know around about where you are. I'm an XYZ neighborhood. Come look for the teal pumpkin. We're going to be here. Yeah. And, and once you tell one food allergy family, chances are they're going to tell some of the other food allergy families that they know. So you're yeah. going to be able to bless a lot of, a lot of little kiddos are going to be happy and, and so feel too. even more included. I think so too. And you know, mom friends, if you have mom friends and you happen to be the only one that has a food allergy, tell all of them, you know, they're already mm-hmm. protecting you as it is. And so tell all of them and then have them tell somebody else. It's just about getting the word out there. We also talked about church groups. A lot of churches mm-hmm. do trunk retreats. So, mm-hmm. you know, while you're doing that, encourage the members that are going to be doing the trunk retreat to have a non food item available for children. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it can totally be done. We're not saying change the world. We're not saying have your entire city do this. We're just saying, let's get the word out there enough so that when kiddos are going trick-or-treating and they go to this house and this house and that house, and yours is the fifth house and they see that cool till pumpkin, they get so excited. You mm-hmm. know, that's all it takes. Absolutely. 
And we have made a how to teal pumpkin. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll put a link to that. It's a little infographic that fits perfectly on your phone. Um, you can save it as a photo and then just share it with whomever so that when you have those friends that are are totally your support group, that their kids don't have food allergy, but they know your kiddos do or your kiddo does. And, and they're always trying to support you. We know our listeners have some friends like that, family yeah. like that. Here is just a very quick, easy guide that I, I say guide. It's, it's literally like just one page. <laughs> like they just look, it's just, <laughs> it, it, it'll fit on your phone screen as a photo. And um, it says the supplies that you need. Um, a teal pumpkin display at your door and then some non-food items. And it gives you some, some ideas, crayons, bubbles, glow sticks, bracelets. And then now what, and what do you, what do you do? And it actually just literally says, now what, let your friends and neighbors know, and then offer these items when, when, when trick-or-treaters come to your door. And it also gives a little explanation about what teal pumpkin is. So -hmm. it really takes a lot of the work and explanation off of our food allergy families. We're always trying to create resources to make your lives easier. And we think this is one that is simple yet will be very effective and helpful for our food allergy families. This has been a fantastic episode, Pam. This has been super fun. Y'all definitely visit foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and let us know what you're liking. Let us know if you use this and how it goes. Okay, Pam, can't wait to see you again. I hear your your sweet little dog barking. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's real life. It's real life here on Food Allergy and Your Kiddo Podcast. That's the episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Of course, I'm an allergist, but I'm not your allergist. So talk with your allergist about what you learned on this episode and visit us at foodallergyandyourkiddo.com where you can submit your family's questions. God bless you and God bless your family. (laughs) 